Hello and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of AZ Vineyard Church. This week, enjoy the podcast as truth is revealed in God's Word. Go get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. Hello, live stream audience. Glad you're with us as well. Glad all of you are here in person. Excited to be here. It's always a tremendous honor to be able to share the Word of God with you. And last week, Jim Dubois. Lost the mic there. There, Jim Dubay um, gave an amazing message. We're kind of cutting in and out for some. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I think we're good now. All right. So anyway. Uh, Jim DeBay taught an excellent message on the Holy Spirit. He quoted John sixteen thirteen, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. I want to stress that. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. So Jim said that the Holy Spirit would convict the world of sin, guide us into truth, glorify Jesus, and remind us of things that Jesus taught. So today, I want to talk about some things that Jesus taught about the time that we're living in and what is yet to come. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity we have and the freedom that we have here in this country to be able to worship you, to come together as the body of Christ and fellowship and hear your word. And so, Lord, I ask uh, blessing and protection over that freedom, blessing and protection over this house and all of these, your, your children, your church. Lord, as we share the word today, Holy Spirit, we release you fully to do your work, none of me, all of you. I ask that you would open the ears of the hearer to be able to hear exactly what you want to share with them today, whether it comes out of my mouth or it comes directly from you into their spirit. Lord, we thank you for uh, all you're going to do here today in bringing freedom into people's lives. There was a common theme here of freedom, and so we thank you for that. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. So I'm calling this message, Is This the End of the World? Because a lot of that going on out there right now. I think all of you have probably heard someone ask that question or you've seen some kind of message out there or you've, maybe you've watched a YouTube video or something is going on out there You know that uh, people are, are just wondering what's going on in the world. I would imagine that over the last couple of years during this crazy time of COVID and all that went on there, that certainly probably all of us at some point in time wondered, you know, is this it? Is is Jesus coming back? And, you know, I've I've got to say when we had the shortage, that that certainly was a sign of the end times. I mean... (laughs) 
Gotta be. I mean, when does that ever happen? Yeah, and, and it made absolutely no sense with what was going on with COVID. So, you know, just stuff like that, you know, makes you begin to wonder. I was just curious, and so I went on Google, and I, uh, I did a search for end of the world, and there were over 7 billion searches for end of the world, and 5.5 billion searches for end times. So people are wondering right now. And so this message, this message is partially for us, but more so for the people we're going to encounter who are wondering because all of us who are, are, have received Jesus as Savior, who have read the Bible, we know the end of the story. We know what happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't have to wonder what's going to happen. The Bible tells us what's going to happen. And in fact, I'm going to talk a little bit about that here today in, in what Jesus had to say about it. So, so part, of, part of this message is so that when you have people who you're talking with and they're bringing up things like this and they're wondering what's going on in the world right now, you can give them some answers. So uh, one of the things that has happened through the years, and you know, this, this whole end time message is not new. This has gone on for lots and lots of years. That if you read the, read the Bible, you, you realize that the disciples of Jesus um, thought that Jesus was going to come back any time. Like, like tomorrow, Jesus was going to come back. That was 2,000 years ago. So, so this end time message is not a new thing. It's not something, you know, that's just beginning to happen now. However, there are some things that are happening now that we've never seen before. So, and we'll, we'll talk about some of those. So if you remember that uh, at the beginning, beginning, I talked about Jim DeMay's message and that the Holy Spirit would speak only what he hears and he would tell us what is yet to come and he would remind us of the things that Jesus taught. So what did Jesus teach? Well, he taught in Matthew 24 a lot about the end times. So we get it straight from Jesus what it's going to look like. So I'd like you to turn in your Bibles, or I'm sure they'll, they'll have it up on the screen, Matthew 24, and uh, I'm going to... I'm going to go to two particular sections. We're not going to do all of Matthew 24 because we don't have enough time, but I would encourage you to read in Matthew 24 and study it for yourself. So verse 1, the, let, me, let me set this up a little bit. Uh, Jesus is walking along with the disciples at this point, and they walk by the temple, the Jewish temple. So Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. So they're, they're saying, look at these amazing buildings. Look at this incredible facility here. And uh, Jesus says, see these things, he asked. Truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. So he was prophesying that the temple, this massive temple, this beautiful temple, would be completely destroyed down to the ground level. And we know now, because we, you know, at that time, that they couldn't even imagine that. I mean, they couldn't even fathom that that could even happen. And yet in, in 70 AD, it happened. It was leveled 
to the ground. So, and, and still doesn't exist <laughs> to this day. We've been there. We've, we've seen it. We've seen the Temple Mount, but there's no temple there. So, uh, so he, he prophesied something that came true. That's an important thing to remember as we look at the rest of Matthew 24, was that this first thing that he said would happen, happened. All right, let's go on. Uh, let's finish it out. As uh, Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, this is verse 3, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen and when will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And uh, Jesus, as uh, he, he so commonly did, sort of avoided the question, didn't give them an, a direct answer. And so Verse 4, Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of birth pains. It's Mother's Day. Birth pains. You mothers know what birth pains are all about. We, we don't. We as men don't know. Uh, but we watch it. We see it. We've got a little bit of an idea. So these are the birth pains. These are like the contractions before the birth. So he says there will be false teachers and prophets that are going to come and say, I'm the Messiah, or they're going to preach some sort of false message or prophesy some sort of false message. And so the key here is that we've got to make sure that we know the Word well, that we have the Word of God, the Bible, instilled inside of us so deeply that when these messages come out, we immediately know this is false. That is not true. And one of the things that, that uh, years ago I worked in, in, not in the banking industry, but it, with a company that worked with the banking industry. And I remember them talking about how they would train tellers to recognize a counterfeit $100 bill. And the way that they did that was they had them study a real $100 bill for hours hours touching it, feeling it, looking at it in a magnifying glass, just studying it over and over and over again. So when the counterfeit came, they immediately knew this is counterfeit. This is not the real thing. That's the way we've got to be. We've got to train in that same way, train in the Word of God to have no doubt when the counterfeit comes. We can hear it, we can see it and know that's not it. That is not the truth. That is a counterfeit. Second thing he said was that there would be wars and rumors of wars. Now, this is nothing new. I mean, my whole life, 67 years on earth, there have been wars and rumors of wars. It's still going on today. So just the fact that this has been going on for all of these years doesn't necessarily mean that Jesus is going to return tomorrow. But he might. He could. We don't. So so we've got to be ready. No matter what, we've got to be ready. Next he says, against nation. We have definitely seen this 
throughout the years in a couple of world wars. We've seen uh, the Korean and Vietnam War. We've seen it in the recent Middle East wars and right now in the Ukraine. We're watching it go on. So we're, we're hearing, you know, these wars and rumors of wars. We're seeing nations come against nations. But it's interesting, as I was digging into this scripture a little bit differently, uh, Jim didn't talk about it, but uh, uh, we're proud word nerds. So Sandy's a proud word nerd too, John is too. And so we, we love to dig into the word of God and, and not just, you know, look at the surface. And so as I was looking into nation will rise against nation, I was looking up the Greek for nation and it's, and it's the word ethnos. So we typically think of a nation like the United States or Canada or Mexico or Ukraine as a nation. But this is referencing ethnos. So this is referencing groups of people. This is referencing tribes, referencing companies, referencing Christians and other religious groups that are out there. And haven't we, over the last few years seen an increase in racial tension, an increase in one group coming against another, an increase even in companies coming against companies. Have you read some of what's going on out there where the companies are censoring other companies now? I mean, it's crazy what's happening out in the world in terms of nation coming against nation. And we're seeing this increase in censoring and increase in persecution all throughout the world, but I'm noticing it more here in the United States than I've ever experienced it before. I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing a level of persecution here that we've never seen before uh, against Christians in particular. So, uh, and, and, you know, there are places in the world where the persecution is horrendous, and so what we're dealing with is nothing compared to what happens in other places in the world. But nations are rising against nation. We're seeing an increase in that. Then kingdom against kingdom. Same thing. Looked at the Greek. The Greek word is basilia. And that means dominion or right to rule. But the root word, basilius, is, uh, it means prince. And so as I started to pray and ask the Lord about that, he said, well, isn't it interesting that right now, the prince of peace and the prince of the world, or the prince of the air, as Jesus called him, Satan, uh, there's a battle going on in the heavenly realms for all of us and what's going on in the world right now. There is a battle between the kingdom of the world and the kingdom of heaven, us being part of the, the kingdom of heaven. So we're seeing, again, kingdom against kingdom, we're seeing an increase in this. And anytime you see an increase, when you're looking at the signs of something and you see an increase, this means that it's escalating, that, that things are beginning to happen that's causing an escalation. We saw, we saw a lot of this kingdom against kingdom, this kingdom of the world against the, the kingdom of God, uh, a lot here over the last couple of years as, as we saw you know, groups of people come against each other, riots and, and tearing down of buildings and tearing down of national monuments and the things that have been going on over the last couple of years that 
are different. They're, they're not like things we've seen before. The next one he talked about was famines. And th- there have been famines, again, famines for years. You know, this is not something that's new. But what's really interesting is maybe you've started to notice that we've got a food shortage here in the United States. You go to the store and you look on the shelves and there's certain things that aren't there and that have always been there. And when you study it out, if you go research, you'll find that because of, because of what happened with COVID, because of supply chain issues, that uh, we have a shortage of, of things. And so, so we're experiencing forms of famine in different ways. And then the last one he talked about was earthquakes. And I looked it up and I thought, I thought you know, wouldn't it be cool if, if they, you know, studied the earthquakes and there was just a, you know, a steady increase of earthquakes and there were a lot more earthquakes now than there were before and that's not the case. That's not it. But what is interesting is there has been a dramatic increase in large devastating earthquakes. Earthquakes that kill people, earthquakes that, that knock down buildings. Uh, there are many more of those now than there have been in the past. And I think that's really what, what Jesus was talking about. He wasn't talking about that, you know, all of, the, all of the, you know, the, the number of earthquakes as much as the impact. But I also think that when he was talking about earthquakes, because earthquakes represent a shaking, and I think he was talking about beyond just what we see in the natural, uh, the, you know, of an earthquake. He was talking about the shaking that's going on in the world right now. There is a shaking happening right now. And, and those things that can't hold up in the spirit realm are going to get shaken away. And those people who can't stand up, who aren't in the word, who aren't, walking in the spirit, who aren't walking with God and are walking in the flesh, even though they claim to be Christians, are going to get shaken away. So again, it's so important for us to be really connected with God. All right, let's go back to Matthew 24 and verse 9. And go go on here. It says, uh, Then you will be over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. That, that's not an encouraging word. Yeah, I, you know, I think, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, I think maybe, Jim, don't you think we should just mark that one out of the Bible? Yeah, just like, you know, get a, get a black marker or, yeah, cut it out or something. I mean, that's not an encouraging word right there. But, but that was Jesus saying it, so, uh, you know, maybe we ought to think about this, you know. We're lucky. I mean, we're fortunate here in the United States that we don't have to deal with a lot of this kind of persecution. You know, you you may go out and, you know, you, you put something up on Facebook about Jesus or about God and, you know, somebody might post something negative, you know, against you. I mean, that, you know, that, that or maybe maybe you go talk to someone about Jesus and they kind of reject you. I mean, that's about it. Whereas, in some countries in the world, to go talk about Jesus, you're risking death yeah. or, or, or at least imprisonment. So, you know, we, we've got it good here, but we need to be praying that it stays good here, okay? Because otherwise we could lose that freedom as well. Uh, verse 10, continue on. At that time, at that time, a whole lot of people are just going to get saved like crazy. 
Is that what it says? Oh, oh, no, no, wait a minute here. It says, at that time, many will turn from the faith. What? Man, that's another one. Jim, we've got to mark that one out again. I mean, that, that's just not, that's not a good word. Now, I, I, am, uh, I am believing, and I hope we all are believing, that there will be another great awakening, that there will be another time where, where a lot of people come to the Lord. And, and, but we do know, because Jesus said it, that there will be a time when many will turn from the faith. Many will turn away. It's part of that shaking that goes on. It's referred to as a time of apostasy. And then it goes on and says, and will betray and hate each other. Verse 11, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Again, the, the false prophets and the, and the, the, the you know, teachers, false teachers in this time. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Jesus just isn't very encouraging in this, this section, but oh well. In 1 Timothy 4, 1, the Apostle Paul says, but the Spirit explicitly says that in latter times some will fall away from the faith paying attention to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Remember at the very beginning we said the function of the Holy Spirit was to only speak what he and to tell what was going to happen. This is the Apostle Paul saying, but the Spirit explicitly says, not just says, but explicitly says that in latter times some will fall away from the faith paying attention to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Now, now this is not, I don't believe this is, you know, like demons and, you know, that type of thing manifesting out there. These are people. These are human beings who are teaching and they're being motivated by demons. So they're... So there's, this is, these are the false prophets and the false teachers that are speaking things that are maybe half-truths, twisted truths, partial truths, but they're not the true Word of God. And once again, we've got to know the true Word of God or we're going to miss it. We're going to be deceived, those amongst that are deceived. Another place it says that, that uh, it's, it's going to get so bad that even the elect could be deceived. So... So we've got to make sure that we are walking in the Spirit. So last week, Jim said that the Spirit of truth would lead us into all truth. This is one of those truths. Let's go on. Verse 12. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most old. In, in Revelation, it, it, uh, uh, he, he speaks to one of the churches and he says that you've, you've moved away from your love. See, it's easy, it's easy to come to a church service once a week. It's easy to go to a life group. It's easy to serve and, and do the things that we do. But it's a lot harder to hold on to that first love of Jesus when we first got saved, when we first received Him as our Savior, and we were so excited about what He was doing in our life. And then as time goes on, if we're not pressing into that relationship, then we lose that first love. And when we lose that first love, we become apathetic. And that's where we can be shaken and fall away. 
tough one, tough one. But, but, but God, but God. There's always a but God. I love that. But the one who stands firm to the end saved. The one who walks in the Spirit and continues on to the end will be saved. The one who is, has the Word deeply implanted in their heart and continues to walk with the Lord will be saved. Verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Key there. The gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of Jesus, the gospel of salvation will be preached to the whole world and then the end will come. So I kind of wanted to know in relationship to that, what are we looking like today? So I looked up most recent studies, there are 7.8 billion people in the world. Approximately 3.2 billion of them have not heard the gospel yet. 3.2 billion have not heard the gospel yet. Now we could think from that that, wow, it's going to be a long time before Jesus comes back. Except for technology. Because technology is growing so rapidly that to reach that 3.2 billion people is a whole lot easier now than it ever has been before. And the reason for that is the mobile phone. I was uh, watching, uh, Karen and I were watching a, a program at one point in time and, and they, uh, these were missionaries and they were talking about how amazed that they were that they would go into all of these very remote villages where they have no water, no running water, no electricity, but everybody's got a mobile phone. And I thought, well, that, that can't be. I mean, that just doesn't even make any sense. So I did, did some research, and, and sure enough, according to the most recent studies out there, let me find my numbers here, that uh, there are 7.26 billion mobile phones out of 7.8 million people, billion people. 7.26 billion mobile phones. That's 90% of the population that have mobile phones. So when you start to think about that and the ability for us to push messages through mobile phones right now, as technology continues to increase, think about your phones. Now, not all of those are smartphones, okay? Some of them are still dumb phones. But as technology grows we're going to see the ability to reach those 3.2 billion, billion people much quicker. And so we can, we can still, you know, it, it could be any time now that that happens. And so what are we to do then? What are we to do? Well, we know, we know that according to 1 Thessalonians 5.2 and 2 Peter 3.10 that Jesus will return like a thief. He'll return quickly. He'll return at a time when we don't know, when we're not expecting. And in Revelation 2.7, Jesus told the Apostle John, and behold, I am coming quickly. So, in preparation for Jesus coming back, should we be 
converting all of our money into gold and silver and cryptocurrency and digging bunkers and, and stockpiling food and getting off the grid and all those kinds of things? No. Oh, that's what the people of the world are doing. No, uh, what we're supposed to be doing is we're supposed to, according to the word, we're supposed to be watching for Jesus to return. We're supposed to be looking for him. This is our bridegroom, and we are the bride. You know, if, if you're a, in, in the Jewish culture, the, the bride and the bridegroom would be betrothed, and then the groom, the bridegroom, would go off and build a house. And so the, the bride would be waiting every day, looking, is my bridegroom coming today? Because she never knew when he was going to come back and get her, and there would be the ceremony, and they would move into their house. Now Jesus said, I'm going away, and I'm preparing a place for you, and I'm going to come back and get you. So he's going to come back any time now. Any time now. We're seeing the signs that he could come back any time now. So we need to be ready. We need to be watching. Uh, Jesus talked about that, that when he comes back, it'll be like the days of Noah, where people are partying and having fun and marrying and being married and just sort of ignoring everything, ignoring the fact that the guy is, is building a gigantic boat out in the middle of the desert where it's never even rained. I mean, you know, they're just ignoring that and going on with life, just like a lot of people out there are ignoring all of the messages that are out there. So we need to be ready. Second is we need to be light out in the dark world. Don't hide your light under a basket. Don't, don't hunker down at home. Get out into the world and, and spread the light of Jesus. People need it right now. They need it more than ever. They need our hope. They need our joy. They need our love because they're not getting that anywhere else. We need to stand up and speak for what we believe and what the Bible says. When it comes time to vote, vote. Vote for people who, are, who stand for the beliefs that we have, who stand for Bible beliefs. They don't have to be Christians, but they've got to at least believe what we believe. We've got to stand up for those things. We've got to speak out for those things. Because if we don't, who is? Who's going to do it? We've got to go preach the gospel, which means share your testimony. Go tell people what Jesus has done for you. Go tell him what you were like before Jesus and what you're like now after Jesus. And then be ready to lead them to Jesus. You, you, don't, you don't have to just invite people to church so that the pastors can lead them to Jesus. You can lead them to Jesus right there, right there at Starbucks. It, church can happen right at Starbucks because you are the church. <laughs> this building isn't the church. You're the church. So go out into the world and be the church. <laughs> Next, we need to make disciples. So when we lead people to Jesus, we don't just, just leave them and say, you know, go, go, do whatever. We got to walk along with them. Help them learn how to read the Bible. Get them a Bible if they need one. Help them learn how to pray. Get them connected up with the body of Christ. And then we need to store up our treasures in heaven by tithing and giving to help reach the lost and take care of the poor. There is so much need out there right now. 
And, and, and so you store up treasures in heaven when you use your money to help other people. Instead of hoarding, which is the way the world is doing, let's give it away. Let's give it away so that the kingdom can grow. So when Jesus comes back, there's a whole lot more people that he comes back for. So Jesus is coming soon. He's coming for his spotless bride to be ready. So ask the Holy Spirit what there is in your life that you need to change. What areas of your life do you need to adjust or get rid of so that you are ready for your bridegroom when he comes back? Let's pray. Father God, we are so, so excited about your son coming back. Those of us who have received him as our savior, those of us who are his bride, are so excited for our bridegroom to come back and to take us to see the home that he's been building. building. Lord, we thank you that he gave us some signs to know when he was coming back. He said that no one knows the hour except for the Father. And so we don't know when. Nobody knows when. But we still need to be ready. And so, Lord, I pray that you would speak into our hearts right now, all of us, every one of us, that you would speak into our hearts the things that we need to do to be ready, the, the ways that we need to change to be ready, the, the preparation that we need to have in order to be ready for our bridegroom to return, Lord. And, Lord, we say, come, come soon, come soon, but motivate us to get out there into the world and do our part. Because there are a whole lot of people, 3.2 billion people on the road to hell right now. And somebody needs to share the gospel with them. So help us to be the ones. Help us to be the ones. Not, not just in other countries, but here. Our neighbors, our family members, our co-workers. Lord, motivate us when we're talking with someone to be bold. To be bold and speak about Jesus and speak about what Jesus has done in our life, Lord. And so we thank you for all of that, Lord. I pray protection over every person here as they go out in that this word that was planted in their hearts would be protected and would grow into a wonderful harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. So... Uh, the, the overwhelming theme has been freedom. Uh, we've heard this over and over again in, in uh, the pre-service time and pre-service prayer. And so we're going to go ahead and release everybody and uh, let you go get your kids and uh, let you get on to your Mother's Day celebrations. But if you need prayer, if, if you've got something going on in your life, if you've got a sin area in your life, or if you've got something that's got you bound up or something you're struggling with, maybe thoughts of fear or just something that's going on that is, is holding you back, then uh, we want you to come up. We're going to have our prayer partners, the, uh, all of our prayer partners come on up and
here and they'll be available uh, to pray for you. Uh, if you've never received Jesus, if, if all of this was kind of foreign to you and you've never received Jesus as your Savior, uh, come up and find out what that's all about. And uh, Pastor John, do you have anything to add to that? All right. Well, then you are released. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. Come up for prayer if you need healing. Uh, we're up here to pray for you as well. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D.com. 